The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Tonight, we deviate from the norm in order to bring you important new material that you won't find anywhere else unless you speak Spanish. A few weeks ago, Henry, a longtime listener from Australia, brought tonight's guest to my attention. I saw a few videos and became convinced I needed to bring him to the Veritas platform. However, even though he speaks multiple languages, English is not one of them. Some of his videos have hundreds of thousands of views, but as far as I know, no one has brought his information out to the English-speaking community around the world. So I made contact with him, and he responded immediately. That's where the non-traditional part comes in. How do I make this happen? Well, the only possible and feasible way I saw to get this done was to conduct a full interview in Spanish, and then translate it or narrate it into English. I know it won't be as comfortable as usual, and perhaps it may be confusing at times, since I will be narrating both parties. But at least we'll get this information out to you. This will be a beta test, a very test first in 10 years. And I hope you will find this information as important as I did. And as I always say, use your discernment. Greetings, I'm your host, Mel Fabregas at Veritas Radio. If you want to listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, click on the subscribe button. Join me on Facebook and YouTube. And if you want to get in touch with me, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. The story you're about to hear continues to evolve all the time. So I believe this will be the first of perhaps many interviews. I'm sure you'll let me know. I will go in chronological order. And to the Spanish-speaking community who will be listening to the Spanish version, I mentioned that my interviewing skills in Spanish may be a bit rusty since I've never conducted one in Spanish. I usually read a bio, but today I'll let the guest share his story. I just got back from Europe, and he just got back from Africa. Without further ado, directly from Barcelona, Catalonia, Spain, my family's ancestral land, it is my pleasure to introduce for the first time on Veritas, Carlos Torra. Hello, Carlos, and welcome to Veritas. Well, good evening, dear Mel, and it's a great pleasure. And I assure you it's a great pleasure that after 30 years, I am the first person you've interviewed in, in Spanish. And it's, it's really an honor. And for me, too. Like I said, I saw some of your videos, and I want you to tell the audience Instead of me reading the bio, tell us who is Carlos Torra, your trajectory, you're a airplane pilot, helicopter pilot, sailboat captain. Explain to me from the beginning. Let's go step by step. Well, it's very easy. My life has always been very normal, very traditional, like many people, always working in in businesses in, in Catalonia, Spain, Barcelona, and having my profession, which is gemologist by profession. I work uh, stones, gems, minerals. That has been my profession during uh, over 30 years, independently other 
from other jobs. I've had a, a, a you know, quote-unquote, a normal life, you know, a family, work, businesses, jobs, moving around, uh, perhaps a little bit more than usual because of the, the uh, jobs from my business, but ups and downs, uh, even though... Since I was born, my first memories were always out of normal, not normal. My first big memory is uh, the first thing that I remember. And when I was very little, two, three years old, I was probably in the crib and waking up in the evening and seeing lights throughout my my bedroom. But of course, a child two, three years old, if you see lights and seeing people, I've had that memory Uh, as I was growing up, as, you know, getting older, I was I kept seeing those lights. I kept not listening to voices, but it, it was deep inside uh, things that people did not feel. I saw little, uh, little fairies, you know, little beings, something a little bit, you know, normal for a child. Uh, any parent would think that uh, it's a. It's a Uh, a form like your little invisible friend. In my case, I'm an only child. Uh, in my household, I was the only child. My mother was an only child. My grandfather was an only child. So it was a very small family. And always my parents thought that, you know, the child is looking for invisible friends and he feels those things. Perhaps that's why my parents felt uh, it was a little light until I get to be about five years old and I kept seeing more and more things. And that's when my parents sent me not only to the psychologist, they sent me to the... And I imagine a five-year-old going to the psychiatrist because that wouldn't stop. I just kept seeing more and more things. You know, it's not only what I saw, but what I felt. I know because my mother always told me I was five years in the psychiatrist for five to ten And uh, in those years, I remember one time coming back from the psychiatrist, I said, this can't be. At the end, uh, they're going to send me to the, uh, to, the, uh, to the mental ward. And that kept increasing. And, you know, a child, uh, 10 years old, you know, I thought, let's, I have to take matters into my own hand. If I keep see, saying all these things that are really happening to me, this is going to complicate. And one day I came home after the psychiatrist and I said, mom, dad, the psychiatrist cured me. I don't feel, I don't, I don't hear anything, but it, and the truth was that I kept seeing all those things. So when I closed myself, it was really the time when I felt like I closed myself. I stopped. I didn't have to go back to the, the doctors. I told my parents, so I started my life normally. So, since the age of 10, I closed myself to to the, quote-unquote, what I think is uh, gifts. I have a normal teenage years, went to university, went to start a business with a family, uh, work, got a family, got married, have children, just like any other person, uh, what it's called normal, until something exceptional occurred. In that 2016, March 2016, independently from my job, so that I don't have to extend all of this because it would be have to, and I would have to spend a lot of time to comment on all of this. But uh, there was a time independently from my job and my business or from what I know how to do, 
I used to work for large multinational companies uh, referring to the elite, the, 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 those who are behind the scenes, who are, who are behind the scenes managing the world. Uh, because of my last name, Torah or Torah, my last name comes from one of the 12 families that began all the Jewish story. My, I come from the Leviticus and I have uh, something very specific. It's the some of the first families come directly from Moses. Leviticus come from Levi or Levi, uh, from Aaron, from Moses, directly from the beginnings of beginnings. My family in that time, uh, the Moses time, it was the one in charge of uh, the one watching uh, the law, the Torah. That's why my family obtained that last name, Torah. So I'm one of the last descendants of one of those, the families were a very short and small family. But thanks to my last name, my, I've had a relationship with people who are very interesting, who are what you may call in charge. This is when I, since I was 18, the age of 18, that's when I became exposed and in contact with them. I got a, a teachings, military teachings, or education. I started piloting anything, anything that fl that, that flies. Even though I might not have license to, to uh, militarily, I have piloted all types of craft all my life until the age of 50, which was two years ago, and I'm 52 now. Well, I've been... Uh, every so often, working with uh, those little things, extra official, with people of the elite, and this has allowed me to. So, so you're talking about the elite here? Yes, I'm talking about the elite. This have allowed, has allowed me to 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 be exposed to them, to to find out who they are. I am operating anonymously because they. They want all these families to be to, to, to remain anonymous, but I decided to to, to work with them. Uh, my father last night just refused to work with them. They went to Spain. That's when they arrived to Spain. They started hiding so that the elite wouldn't find them. They found me at the age of eighteen. Well, imagine at eighteen years old when they they offer you everything. So I just fell on my feet. And and uh, what do you want to do? And, and because of that experience, I I learned a lot from them. Uh, it was a, an age, and I have to choose a side, uh, the, the side of good or the side of bad. Uh, there was a time that I had to decide. Uh, clearly, I have to tell you, Mel, I had to choose and decided to work for the light. Many people who know me now that I'm giving conferences all over the world uh, still think that because because I am who I am and because I come from where I where I come from that I still uh, work with the elite and I'm disinforming or or giving disinformation to the people. Uh, you know, once you're a public, you know, it, it becomes part of the circle. As I say, when I talk about this elite, it's not only Jewish. Uh, Jewish people are only. A portion. They think that all of them are Jewish. Uh, you know, I have great Jewish friends, super loving people who work for the light. This is a, a, a great. It's it's not a. Uh, I don't want to discredit the, the Jewish people. Uh, there's a part that forms part of this families, Zionist, Zionist families, that are still within this power. So everybody thinks that it's all the package, but it's not. And you know, you, you have to understand, not all Jewish people are the same. 
a lot of people say, "Oh, you come from, you're Jewish," and you know, because my my I'm descended from Jewish. I don't apply any religion. I don't apply to religion or religions. If anybody asks me if I feel Jewish, I say no because I don't apply the Jewish religion. I don't apply the Catholic or any other. I apply the form to live of light, uh, internal light. This is what we're going to be talking about and what we're going to do. And until, unless you were, even if you were, we just can't generalize. Correct. It's, it's, it's. I'm not demanding people to, 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 to say anything. Uh, uh, yeah, yes, I'm Jewish, but I don't act in any form that you can attribute to to religious. But many people, uh, especially in Latin America, where I, I, I. I move around Latin America mostly, not in Spain that much, but many people who just doubt, well, because of your last name, Torah. Uh, this is when I say, folks, I speak from my from my internal, from what I feel inside, from what comes from the source, from what comes from the origins. If you want to listen, great. If if it doesn't resonate, well, that's okay, too. It's, it's your journey. It's your destiny. It's your path. This... Uh, this uh, topic of people who being in, in, in favor or against. I have many friends uh, in Spain who are very public who talk about other subjects, uh, you know, more, more about the exterior worlds, like, you know, ufology, UFOs, that they have more problems because m more people against them. I don't talk about that subject that much, but I'm escaping myself from all that. But my last name is what, you know, people fixate on. Uh, my last name has uh, helped me, giving me more information that a lot of people don't, don't have. My last name has opened many doors that other last names do not open. Well, it's not that I've taken advantage of this, but evidently, because it's in front of me, well, I use it. How was that first encounter when the elite approached you? How was it and when? Well, it's like if the military comes and recruits you. When you are an adult and they come to recruit you and they come to say, well, you know who you are, who you are. Uh, at the beginning, I didn't know who you are, who I was because neither my dad nor my father, my grandfather nor my father told me who I was. They told me apart. But when they uh, came to pick me up, uh, tell me who who does I I could believe or not believe. So when I came back to my father, my father said, "Oh my God, they found you." So they he told me all the truth, which is exactly what they told me. So it's the same. Well, eighteen years old, they come for all of you uh, from all this these group uh, this group of uh, these small families. My father and grandfather. They got out of the subject. Even my great-grandfather, who got out of it, he got out of Israel to Switzerland, and they came to Spain. And my father told me he respected my opinion. He he would tell him, he would tell me the pros and the cons. I decided, okay, my father was not uh, in favor of that, but he would not object. So this is when I started having encounters with these people. Uh, above all, in Latin America, not in in Europe, hardly in Europe. I haven't had contact that much with them, but it, with part of this elite in Latin America, and there were counters sporadic. Uh, it was not. Uh, I'm going to be work with them, and I'll say goodbye. The conditions that I would follow with my life, I would follow my studies. That's when I started with the university, and after doing the military service in Spain. 
Uh, they let me finish, just live my life normally. But when they needed me, uh, like part of those families, uh, you know, special families, they would allow me to get into their circle. And doing work, uh, kept learning. I learned to fly any object that's over land and do work, in my case, within the service of intelligence. I was not intelligence in the field, but I learned other people working in the field. My, my work is more dispatching, and that's where I learned many things. I participated in many ceremonies as well. If I told you what I lived, that's what it made me choose one side or the other and understand that that experience had to work, had to, to, to work so that I could live, work for the light and not the darkness. So can we say that you were in the belly of the beast and now you're deconstructing it? Well, yes, I was inside. I was feeding myself until I completely changed 360 degrees, 180 degrees. I didn't have to attack it. I didn't want to mess with them. I'm never going to mess with them. I will never go against them. No. But what I've learned is that I have to have tolerance, respect. Everyone has to choose their side. I'm not going to, I'm not going to attack anyone. I'm not going to give names. But my path will be completely different. I will find and, and try to share a world, a path of light to the people who want to have to find their essence, to want to activate their internal light, but without having to, to, to attack others or mess with others, just following a path to intent. To, my intention is to activate, wake up the quantum leap, the, the, the awakening of a consciousness. That's my idea. Do you understand? Yes. So I think, let's go back. Before CERN con contracted you, how did you get to CERN? Well, it's not that CERN contracted or hired me. We came out of the, their facility. They did not hire me, contract me. It was a multinational. For, for what company did you work for before? Well, it was a multinational of the elite. Uh, we don't have to, I can't give you names because that's when I would get into problems. I cannot name names. That allows me to continue my life normally. But if I start talking about normal, the, the names and companies, that's when I have problems. That's the pact. That's the agreement that I have with them. I am not going to attack them or mention them. They would allow me to lead my life normally. Well, talk about my internal life, the beings of light, without talking about them. They would allow me to do whatever I want, whatever I want to do. That is the pact, the, the agreement I have with them. So, working with this multinational from Switzerland, we left from CERN, where there's have a secret base. And that's from them, the, 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 the trip arriving in Antarctica to do a, 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 a normal job, a, a small job to, uh, there were some climate, uh, climate beacons uh, we got from Geneva, Switzerland to Antarctica. That's because that's one of the operating bases that operates for this multinational elite company. It doesn't have to do anything with CERN, or perhaps it does, but that I know it does not. 
Let me ask you, before we continue, why are there so many countries that have signed an agreement, a UN agreement with the Antarctica? I mean, we went to, uh, to, to, to the moon in 1969. Well, allegedly. Yes, allegedly. When the invention of the... Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe. You want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.